Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is your girl, Donna M, a.k.a. The Urban Mommy, and this is The Urban Mommy Podcast. This week, I decided to do something new. I am creating a segment called Urban Reads, where I will invite an author on each week, preferably on a Wednesday, to discuss their book. And if we can't get an author on, we're going to just, I'll take suggestions from you all to tell me about a book that we can read and we can discuss it together. Because as an author, myself, a small author, I know how hard it is to get your book out. You can have the best book in the world, but if nobody reads it, it's going to still be on that shelf being the best book in the world. There used to be a line in a rap that says they got a brother better than Jordan that ain't get that break. And just like that, there's a book out there better than the best book in the world that we don't even know about it because we haven't seen it yet. We haven't heard about it yet. And that is my goal. So one of my goals here on this podcast is to help someone. So I'm going to use my platform that I already have to try to help as many people as I can to help get the word out to as many authors as I can so that the general public can hear about these books. I'm not starting with my own book. It's not about me. Y'all know I could be selfless at times. It's not about me. I'm just trying to help as many people as I can. And if I can help one, that means I did a good job. All right. So today, the podcast is going to be my very first podcast. The very first Urban Reads is going to be a brother by the name of Tommy Ross. He's from Chicago and he wrote a book called Brick by Brick. In this podcast that you're about to hear, you're going to hear from Tommy Ross himself discuss what the book is about. He's going to talk about where he got his inspiration from, where he got his motivation from, just where everything came in the book, his favorite character, what the book is about, why you should buy it. And we would really appreciate if you support these authors. So like I say, y'all, it's hard out here. You never know when we got the next Courtney Kemp. You know, that's the, the writer of the pot of power. We don't know when the next David Simon, the guy from the wire. We don't know who that next person is because sometimes those people don't get that opportunity. And remember, this is all about giving people that opportunity. And I hope that somebody hears it because it only takes one person. It only takes that one right person that's going to put that book out, that's going to spit it out, that's going to share it and that other people will pick up. I remember when I was in high school, there was this girl. She was walking around reading this book and she was like, oh, they got stuff in this book, you know, and we like, well, what kind of stuff? What kind of stuff? She's like, they got sex, you know, so we like, oh, they got sex in the book. What's the book called? And I remember she said, it's called The Coldest Winter Ever. And this was before Facebook, before MySpace, before Black Planet and all that stuff. So it was the word of mouth. And I think this book come way from New York somewhere. But we were all in New Orleans hearing about this book because all it takes is one person. And like I said, this before social media. So no posts. One person had this book. And then after probably by the next week, Almost everybody in, I think I, I was in the ninth or 10th grade, everybody in ninth or 10th grade was reading this book. You, every time you look up, you see a girl with that pink and purple cover. So it's all about sometimes getting in front of the right person. So y'all sit back, relax, listen to Mr. Tommy talk about his book. And I hope you, got, you guys uh, support him. I hope y'all leave him comments or whatever he needs. Go ahead, follow him as well as myself. I am an author and hopefully y'all will go read and follow my stuff as well. So y'all sit back, relax, remember to subscribe. Remember to share and remember to come back because we're going to have some good stuff coming up next week. we got a good topic for the Urban Mommy podcast, and we're going to have another author next week to discuss their book. And that one is, that one's going to be a nail biter. So I want y'all to come back and I hope I see y'all, hope y'all hear from me next week. Peace. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Mr. Ross. Yeah, it's me. It's you. Good. I'm glad to have you on. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. 
of course. Okay, yeah. so to all of my listeners, they may not know who you are. So can you give us like a quick little intro about yourself? Let us know where you're from, where you live, you know, where you were raised. Just give us like a little minute intro so we can know exactly who Mr. Ross is. Okay, okay, cool. All right. So I'm from the west side of Chicago. Um I began writing uh I think first and second grade young authors. A lot of authors had that start as well. Um I was born into like a criminal a criminal minded family, so Okay. I kinda had a harsh life. Uh went to foster care around eleven. My foster parents is the one who put the uh kind of like the traditional this is what a man's supposed to do, this is what a woman's supposed to do. Right. And this how this how you work in a unit. But I still okay. but we still in the heart of heart of the West Side. So there's still temptations, things of that nature. So I still go through my phase of running the streets and all that. Mm-hmm. But I never could get too deep in life because I had that foundation. Right. Um, at around 19 years old, I went off to the Navy. I did 20 years in the Navy. And I wrote wow, a couple thank of- you for your service. That's awesome. Appreciate it. I retired from there. Um, I wrote a couple of books while in the military, but I could never push the books like I wanted to. And you know, when you're an independent author, it don't it don't really matter how good your book is if people don't know about it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be able to push it and have your full focus on that. But now that I'm retired, um, my full focus is towards my writing. Is there anything else? Anything else y'all wanna know? No, you're answering all my other questions. You're trying to steal my thunder. Oh, I, I want to know, you know, I want to know about you. So, like, tell us a little about you, so we know, like, we know your background. I appreciate that because, trust me, those those questions about the book that's coming, and right. um, well, you'll see in the, the next couple of questions. But what I want to know, like, do you have kids? Are you married? Anything like that? I have a seventeen-year-old daughter. Um, I was married for ten years. Okay. I'm not gonna find fingers. Uh, I believe a good marriage and a bad marriage. It takes two people to tangle. No matter wh- whose story you hear, there's two there's two victims and there's two culprits in a bad That's marriage. That's very true. That's very so, true. So I'm not gonna point um, any blame. Um, we we just didn't work out, but uh, okay. I'm, I wish her the best, and hopefully she's wishing me the best. Um, awesome. Well, okay. since you want to know more about my child, going back in my childhood. Uh, Early on, I could say I was I was kind of even though I was living in in the hood and my and my uncles and I was a, a part of it, like my family's kind of like a it's a family of hustlers and game makers, but mm-hmm. I was kind of sheltered because me and my me and my uncle we shared the same name and my uncle he's he's big time in the streets and so it's kind of like he protected me how you wish somebody would have protected him. Gotcha. Okay. So I seen a lot of things I shouldn't have saw. But like as far as like people picking on me, messing with me, stuff like that, that didn't really happen until I went to foster care. Cause I went to a whole other side of Chicago while I'm with the foster care. And um, and when you if you're a child like me, that has to go outside. So if I got into a fight, then my mindset was never, man, I can't go outside now. These guys messing with me. Let me just stay in the house and play the game. It was more so I'm going outside anyway. And right. I just get into another fight, but I'm going outside. And um, so I get to the west side and the school that's right down the street, I can't go to the school. They say I'm too smart to go to that school. So I have to go to a school in another neighborhood. 
which is not a good thing in Chicago when you go into a school in another, another neighborhood. In different neighborhood, right? They, they it's very territorial. And they know they know you're not from there, even though it's the same side of Chicago. Certain the way you the way you behave and 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 the way you carry yourself, they know that you're not from there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Like my neighborhood, it was more of a hustling neighborhood. It's a these these people have nothing, but they see the glass half full. That's mm-hmm. Chicago Avenue. Like everybody's hustling, everybody's an entrepreneur, everybody's trying to get to some type of bag. They fight, they game bang too, but that's not the objective. The objective is not showing how tough you are. The objective is trying to get out. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Survival, survival, and getting out of here. Okay. But, but in K Town, the objective is game banging first. Mm. And it's, if you're not from K Town, then you ain't nothing. You know what I mean? So, I, so do, my just just the way I carry myself is abrasive to them. You know what I mean? Like gotcha. confident. Um, I didn't realize how many. There's so many inter, there's so many there's so many inner struggles, interpersonal struggles in the black community that it don't make any sense. Like people who have good hair have a problem. If you have if you're light skinned, you might have a problem. If you uh, if you dark skinned, you might have a problem. People talk about how dark you is and shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, yeah, I, I noticed that in the book. You were talking about your uncle had some issues because he was light skinned. So I do remember that. But let me ask you a question. Yeah. So. My next question is, I want, I guess I was kind of asking you, when did you decide that you wanted to be an author? So I know you said back you started with the Young Authors Program. So when, was that when you decided that you wanted to be an author when you were young? Yeah, because um, I always wanted to compete and they said it was a competition. So you, mm. so did you did you participate in the Young Authors books? No, I don't think we had that here. We didn't have, have it? I'm, I'm, I'm in New Orleans, so we didn't have that. Well, yeah, that that yeah, sounds yeah. really good though. Yeah, so first, second grade, you put together, you draw your own pictures, you put together the book, this and the third, and you write your story. My very first story was the plagiarism, though. My very, <laughs> my very first story was a story that my grandmother had told me. She was, she was Irish and Italian, so she had all these, these like things that they come with that they have a whole little like folklore of stories right. that they, and um, and I remember them, but I just made them change the characters to. To people who I knew, like um, around the way, you know what I'm saying. Right. But but it was the story she told me. And after that, that's how I learned how to build a story: beginning, middle, a conflict, and then an end. You know what right. I mean? So so that was my first story right there, and it was too graphic, like it was too violent. So I didn't win first place. But my story was the one that everybody was talking about. Everybody wanted to talk about it, right? Because it got all the action. Because it had all so, the action. Yeah. Do you have a favorite author or a favorite book? I have a combination of, I feel like it's a pantheon. I feel like it's a group and I'll put one on, over the other. I have, okay. um, cause I write poetry too. So, you know, okay. I deal with Langston Hughes and Maya, Maya Angelou. I have, uh, and of course, Nick, Nikki Giovanni. And um, I have uh, Donald Goins, Zane. Um, I don't think okay. Zane gets okay. enough credit for her writing just because of her topic. But good writing, good writing is good writing. Good writing. You, I think that was one of my favorite books was Zane. So yeah, you write about that. And sex is a part of life. So mm-hmm. talking about sex shouldn't be. Oh well, she would be a good writer if she talked. Sex is life. Life is a part of sex. You wouldn't be here if people weren't having sex. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Like, how the hell would you get here? Oh, I, you can't curse on him, right? Um, but uh, you can if you have to. You can say what you have to say. You know that's fine. 
Right. We, so, we talking about a gritty book, so at some point we're gonna right. have to say a couple words. That's cool. Right. Donald Goins is a favorite. Um Iceberg Slim is a favorite of mine. Uh Terry McMillan. I found some oh, you know another person? He only wrote one book that I know of, but he should have wrote way more books. It's this guy named um Claude Brown. He wrote he wrote the book Man Child in the Promised Land. Claude Brown, okay. I'm gonna have to look wrote, him up. He wrote the book Man Child in the Promised Land. It was an autobiographical it, 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 it was an autobiographical biographical uh, tale. And I feel like he should have wrote more books. And if he did, I just don't know about him. But right. uh, that was a big, um, a very big influence in my life because I realized it's not just Chicago. It's, it's boys living like every inner city. Everywhere. You're and right. I was like, man, this is shit that, because um, I'm telling like my foster brothers, man, I used to do this like back there. Like, man, you ain't do that. You too young to do that. But I was, <laughs> I did do that. And I was currently doing it while I was living with them. They just didn't know about it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. But that's, right. how, that's how different we were because they grew up in the church all their life. Mm. So they didn't even know that it was possible for boys to get together, you get into fights, go steal, you know what I'm saying? And and like chase girls at a very young age. They didn't even think none of that. They thought I was lying the whole time. Using uh, how your, your brother, well, yeah, I'm saying your brother, how do you, the brother said Olympic guns, robbing people for snow, snow shovel money. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the starter pistol, the starter pistol. Yeah, yeah, starter pistol. That's it. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah so, a, a lot of that stuff, a lot of that stuff really happened. Mm-hmm. I either heard or I saw my own. Eye. So a, a lot of the things I write, they're based on something that's real. That would because I wanted to, I want the um, the reader to to feel like a very genuine experience. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of t- a lot of tough things I write about actually I've experienced. Okay. So is Brick by Brick your first novel? I, I say it's my first full length. I got two um two other novels not as long. Okay. Um that's my first full length one. Yeah. Okay. And my next question, but I think I kind of know the answer. My question was basically what is your inspiration for the book? But I'm starting to see that a lot of this book is, like you said, is real life. It's stuff that you see, some stuff you made, because some of it is is loosely based on your life. As I'm, I, I've tried to read as much as I could. It's a very good book, right. and I'm reading. I'm saying, okay, okay. And I was, I, that was going to be one of my questions. I wanted to know, like, who who are these characters? So, like, who would be your favorite character? But now I may know it's probably going to be Sammy because it sounds a lot like you. Little Sammy sounds a lot like you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. And the uh even though he has like a cameo part, mm-hmm. the, the pimp is too, because um that that person in the neighborhood plays mm-hmm. a big deal and, right. um, in the neighborhood because uh a lot of your time you spent outside isn't monitored. Like like your parents don't my foster parents were like two generations above me. They couldn't take what well, they could have, but what's the chance of them taking me to the park every day? In the, in right. the eighties and the nineties, you just went outside, right? And 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 what you saw is what you saw, and that was a big um, pimp was a, was was a big influence, and all those guys there were a big influence. And my thing was, people always look at dope things or 
look at people as if they're nothing, but these people had lives before that. Right, right. These these are these are people with human struggles and life they just lost. You know what I'm saying? Life That's beat true. them down and they took an L. You know what I mean? And um but it's kind of like that's what was supposed to happen. Like when you see somebody that's a dolphin, somebody that's in jail for selling drugs, that was the whole purpose of them putting it. We was at war and didn't know it with the whole, our own government. Mm-hmm. That was the whole purpose. That was a whole war, a war on drugs. That was a war on black people. And these are the right. prisoners of war that we see. You know what I mean? Like right. they survived with their life. That's all they had. You know what I mean? Like so, I wanted to tell that story without. Without spoon feeding it, but more so show how the generations is how he had his right. generation. He struck out, and then then Sammy has his generation, and then he ended up striking out and being right next to Pimp. You know what I'm saying? Like right, yeah. Okay, so how long did it take you to write the book? I actually had a lot of it written in my head, a lot of it, and um, it's so personal. I didn't. I was debating whether I was even going to publish it. It was so personal. Um, wow. Because it, it, it's personal stories about people I know, people who know me, people who who, who went through, who, who seen me go through certain things and um, why I seen go through certain things. And and, and it's, such, it's so raw that I know it's going to open up some wounds, but some wounds need to be opened up right. for people to heal. And uh, so sometimes you need to read something that make you put the book down because this is something you've been um, you've been um, kind of repressing. You know what I mean? Right. And you right. need to deal with that. But what made me what made me to answer your question? It didn't take me long to write it because I've mm-hmm. pretty much had, I write books in my head as scenes. I see it as a scene. Mm-hmm. Then I write the story. Like I see like this this happens. But you know you got to write the story to lead up to that happening. So right, I, right. So I write, I, I write, I write books visually, but um, what made me release it was the very end of Snowfall, when a lot of people were confused about the Franklin, um, how it ended. They're like, that was a bad. He should have ended on a high note, but that's not how that goes. All right. Pe- majority of people who sell drugs didn't go to jail and they didn't die. They became drug abusers or alcoholics. Yeah, absolutely right. Cause they had it all and they lost it. And people don't realize this. A lot of times, it's not just a lot. Of, you got to think about it. You you come up on a, on, on, on a ridiculous amount of money, super fast. You mm-hmm. understand the world in a way other people don't. Other people don't realize that the police are is a gang and they're just as dirty as the drug dealers. And you these sometimes you working with them to sell drugs. And these are people that come to lock you up when it's time to lock you up. Right. You're in a war, but you don't know it until the end. Like, man, the whole time the joke was on me. You know what I'm saying? And you get PTSD from that. A lot of people you see in these streets got PTSD, and that, that's how they're coping with it, by, by self-medication. You know what I'm saying? You are so, you are so, you are so right. Yeah. So, okay, so let's, let's say you meet someone and somebody wants to talk to you, less, and you have to pitch them your book and they ask you so tell me about your book so can you explain what the story actually is about to the viewers out there that want to know more about the book tell us what brick by well tell us what brick by brick is about and tell us where you got that title from i got the title from the from the catch um the catchphrase that franklin saint makes on snowfall okay um, he has a, it's a point in the movie where 
talking to his friend. His friend doesn't get the bigger picture. His friend is territorial. And he's, he's like, man, I'm playing a bigger game. You're worried about, you're worried, you're having a pissing contest about something very small, whereas that's affecting me. And you're going to ruin something that I built brick by brick. You know what I'm saying? Mm, but okay. but the reason why I use that term is, is nothing happens overnight. Your drug dealing, your drug dealing little nephew didn't happen overnight. That was created brick by brick. Like certain things are looking for him to be that way. The dope fiend, the woman who's a prostitute, things happen for them to end up that way. They didn't come out the womb saying they're going to sell themselves. Right. Certain things happen. You know what I'm saying? And we like to we like to minimize too much in the black community. We like to simplify things that are very complicated. You know what I'm saying? Like man, see this, see this a whole. Or, you know, that girl ain't doing no, she ain't doing nothing with herself. We ain't, we ain't raised her to be that way. Well, very well, you could have raised her to be that way. Right. Depending on some of the things you allowed to happen to her or some of the things you said or did around her. Right. It's some of the things that you think you hid well, like they think they thought they hid guns well from us or they thought they hid this drug stash or they thought they hid the pornography, but they didn't. And that could lead somebody into a whole path you know what I'm saying? In their life, that they probably wouldn't have led if they didn't find those things. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's what that's where brick by brick comes from. But the story is more so it's a coming to a story. But I wanted to layer it. I wanted to layer it so it's not so Sammy's a character, but I wanted him to also be allegorical for a whole for a whole uh generation of kids. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. So, and I try to do that with all my characters so that they're not just, that you don't just relate relate to them on a person, like as an entity, like just, Sammy's just this person, but I want them to represent a whole group of people as well. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's why I layer it like that. And that's the reason why I have the book in the way I have it in at the end for everything to come back around full circle. Okay. So it is a coming of age story. Sammy is growing up in the west side of Chicago. Right. And then he has to move because of some issues with his mom. And he goes to the other part. It's still a west side, right? Right, so right, right. Explain it to us people that's not from Chicago. So, right. You know, so in the very beginning, um, he's living in what's considered still the west side, but it's more of a mixed neighborhood. Um, It's called West Town. So geographically, it's the west side, but there's there, there's a black community, there's a Puerto Rican Mexican community, there's a white community. They're all mixed together. Gotcha. And then, but on the on the on the on the other side of the division, you have an all black community called uh called Noble Square, and a lot of them, a lot of them come across the street to go to schools and certain like that. But it's more so a mixed neighborhood. More as more as when he moves over to the far far the west, it's more of a uh it's more of a black community it's more faster pace you know what i'm saying okay. yeah okay okay so who is your favorite character in the book your favorite characters you can have more than one favorite so who's your favorite in the book who did you was, enjoy writing about i, I enjoyed writing about uh, uh ex-girlfriend uh, ida uh i enjoyed writing about um okay. I can't say I enjoyed writing about Sammy because it was kind of sad writing about Sammy. 
But okay. um, I didn't get to the end yet, so don't don't ruin it for me. I didn't get to the end yet. So yeah. Sammy's one of your. It's a sad story, but Sammy is one of your favorite yeah. characters, and you said Ida is yeah, one of your favorite think, characters. And I think um, I think Enrique is one too because uh, it, it was a, it was a challenge. It was a challenge trying to encapsulate that and push that to a community who may not who may not know anything about dealing with. Aladdin person at all, you know what I'm saying? And me, I enjoy challenges, so I'm like, okay, how can I write this and um, show how how this could really this really happens in the community? So how this could happen and push it to what might be very well all black audience, you know what I mean? Okay. Because a lot of black people never dealt with a Hispanic person that way, that person, you know what I mean? And it was, and I love right, I love a challenge, so I was like, okay, so he's one of my favorite characters as well. Okay, so who's one of your least favorite characters? Um, the the, the, the guy, damn, what's the guy's name? The the guy that I get into it with in K Town, the um, the one that I don't know. I don't know if I can say <laughs> that I want to ruin the book. Basically, right. The, the the one the one where the drug deal goes bad and he he ends up having to kill him. One of the guys that okay. used to bully him back when he was in grade school. Gotcha. That, was okay. least, that was one of the least characters, but I had to make him not that likable, so it's not that bad when he gets killed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, I gotcha. So it's not going to be a situation like Omar, when he's supposed to be the bad guy, but everybody was sad when Omar died. Like, we loved Omar. Right. Like, I'm talking about the why, you know, because I know you right. mentioned the why, and that's that's one of my favorite TV shows ever. So and I, I really like how they how it's like well written and then all the characters have stuff, but it's it's funny that Omar is my favorite character. That's why I always ask, who's your favorite character? Omar and Stringer are my favorite characters. I'm sad none of them made yeah. it, but those two are my yeah. favorite characters. And Marlon yeah. was the one that I did not like. See, and that that's the one. Um, see, and, and it's good. It's good to write a character who everybody likes that takes a uh, that takes a fall. But I didn't want, I wanted this guy, I wanted everybody to feel about him the way I felt about him. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I wrote him in a way so when he does die, people are like, more like, that's good. You know what I mean? It's good that he died. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what is something that makes your story stand out from all the other, other stories that got going on? Like what makes your story different? I feel like because, um, it's not gratuitous. It's not gratuitous violence. It's not it's, it's violence for a reason. And um, right. violence is a part of the story. It's not the story. You right. know what I'm saying? They're not glorifying. They're not glor- glorifying violence, but it's just a part of life. No, it, it's a part of life. Like like the sex. The sex is not the story. It's part of the story because people, especially people who live fast lives, they have promiscuous. It, it, it just happens. You know what I'm saying? But it's right. not the story. I think what people could take from this. I think they could take the fact that they have an urban fiction that doesn't glorify tropes, but explains them. Gotcha. I like that. Okay. Yeah. And let me tell you something that I that I did notice about the book. And sometimes people miss that when they see urban fiction and when they see like little hood stories, they may think we're like you said that like we just glorifying the hood stuff and we're really not. What I right. like about it is that you are bringing light to the. Sus- systemic issues that 
that per- how it says perpetuates the cycle of poverty. These right. are things that are were actually that these things are actually going on. These kids really have to deal with this stuff. So right. it's like if someone has a deeper mind, they can read between the lines and they can actually see that this book is that the book is really deep. Right. It's not just surface level. He got drugs. He's selling drugs. They rob. No, no, it's not that. It's deeper than that. Like there's a reason. You have to go back and then you think about the mom and then you think about you know the mom, teenage mom gets addicted to drugs. You you think about all of that stuff because everything right. is related. So I do like that about that. Um, and I can't wait to finish the book so that I can have a better conversation with you so that I can be like, okay, but then we need everybody else to read it so that we can all chime in. So do exactly. you see yourself writing more books? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I just want, I feel like this, especially after we had our little chat before and I make mm-hmm. a couple of um, adjustments, I feel like mm-hmm. this could be the one that could get me, uh, that could get me noticed where I need to be noticed. So this gotcha. one right here, before I get into writing another one, I need to push mm-hmm. this one as, as much as possible. Okay. And, and let me, let me, let me clarify to the, to the guests, the, the viewers that's listening. The suggestion I had was that because this book is so deep, deeply entrenched in Chicago, some things I didn't quite understand. So I'm like, okay, I had to, you know, I don't want to pull out my little notebook and try to Google everything, but I was like, okay, so what's this? What's that? And I'm luckily I know you, so I can ask you. So I was just saying, if you could explain some of that stuff, like, okay, we, there's Joe. Joe is like a term of endearment. Cause I didn't know. I really thought Joe was a person. I was like, wait, Joe, and then Joe came back another spot. But yeah, I didn't know that, but I'm learning. And I, and I really like that because yeah. I'm learning more about Chicago. So like everything, I love Chicago. I've never been there, but everything I know about Chicago is from TV, you know, so yeah. from good times and, and then with the rappers, I got the, uh, yeah. the little Dirks and all them. So I learned yeah. everything that I learned about Chicago from them. So I was like, wait, I don't know what this is. I'm, I was highlighting words. So I can ask you, what's this? And right. what's that? So I like it. So I really, uh, you know, do appreciate you speaking. I'm just saying, just, just give a, a little description so that we know, like us regular people from the South, we like, wait, what's that? Yeah. What I think, what I say, a square, what's that? You know? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think, I think later on, I think, I think I might, I might add a glossary. I think. But um, the reason why I want to do that because I wanted people to have to reread it to keep rereading it because think about it if you if you if you were 15 years old mm-hmm. or let's say you got some shit and they're like we said you go there with your family in Chicago because you're just doing too much down here when you got down there you would have to adapt when nobody be like you know this word means this you would have to right. start paying attention and be like oh that means that. Like, oh, that means that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, blase, blase. So I wanted to, I wanted to give people like a, a true, I don't know, maybe I'm going too far with this, but I wanted to give them like a true gritty experience of like being in the city where it's people in the city who are so sheltered that they don't even know that. Right. They live in the yeah, suburbs. So, so and when they can, I when know they can, GD, because yeah. I know that from TV. That's the, that's the gangster disciple, right? Yeah. Right now, now with the other letters, I didn't know that's gangs too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Autumn, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah autumn was gangs. Uh, CBS conservative vice lords. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Whenever you see VL, those are vice lords. Again, the, the the first syllable is like basically because there's different types of vice lords. So the first syllable is going to be conservative or insane vice lord or mafia insane vice M I V L. But they're all essentially vice lords one gang you know what i'm saying gotcha. um okay, so okay. yeah four kind of hustler is their vice lords too they just take the vl off and just use their first 
a full CH. But in jail, if they go to prison, they're counted amongst the vice. Yeah. Oh, wow. And see, I'm glad you said that because. I didn't even know that the four, I thought you were just saying your daddy was a four corner hustler. I didn't know that's actually a gang. Okay. Yeah, it, See, it, I'm it, learning. Yeah, it's actually a gang. Four, four vice, four vice lords started a gang that the territory was just four, four city blocks. So they called themselves ah. four corner hustlers. But they got the permission to do that from vice lords. So they're vice lords as well. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's deep. I like it. So, um, we're coming to what to the end. Like I guess time will move so fast when you know you're discussing good things. So I do really appreciate you. Can you please let everybody know where they can find you, like your social media tags, and let us know where we can buy brick by brick. Okay, you can find me at uh, on Instagram at Judah underscore Love at Instagram, or you can find me at uh, on Facebook at my name. My name, Tommy Ross, on Facebook. Um, you can also you can find my books on Amazon, and you can find them on Barnes and Nobles. Okay, can we are we looking forward to part two, or is it going to be a whole nother book? It depends on it depends on the turnout, and it depends okay. on if people are actually clamoring for a part two or not. You know, gotcha. But okay. if they're clamoring for a part two. Uh, a part two would be easy because I I've already been piecing that together just in case. Mentally, so. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for joining. I hope that people reach out. I hope people read this book and I hope they learn some stuff like I'm learning because I, I am a little obsessed with gangs and stuff. So I'm really interested to go back so I can finish the book and I can learn more about it. Because, you know, a lot of times, see, we don't really have many gangs where I'm from. Right. So this is new to me, but I love it. Right, so right. thank you again for joining and please stay in. You know, we could do this again. Thank you for having me. Whenever you uh, want to do this again, just, you know, you got me on Facebook. Just hit me up. Gotcha. All right. Thank you. You have a All good right. one. Okay. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, so I'm back. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Remember, this was the very first segment of Urban Reads, where we will be discussing a book, a new book each week. And if we're lucky enough, we'll have the author come on to discuss the book themselves. I have not read all these books, but I am going to read it along with you all. So the book today was called Brick by Brick, and it was by a brother by the name of Tommy Ross. He has left all of his his handles for his Instagram, his Facebook. Y'all go follow him and y'all support the book if y'all can. Back in the day, we supported each other, and I believe we still can do it. Just like I told a story earlier of The Coldest Winter Ever. The very same thing happened with Fly Girl. I remember one person in in school had it. The next thing you know, everybody got Fly Girl. Everybody walking around with the same book. And again, these books way from up north and we living way down south and we hearing about these books. Because all it takes is one person to influence another person to influence another person. And that's what we're trying to do. We support each other in the past and we can do it again now. People like to say that we are crabs in a barrel. But we don't have that mentality. We different. We different over here. We're going to support each other. And sometimes supporting people is free. All you got to do is share. All y'all got to do is subscribe. So with that being said, y'all make sure y'all hit that subscribe button. I am on all major platforms for this for podcast. I'm on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, iHeart, all those platforms. Y'all make sure y'all subscribe and y'all make sure y'all share this podcast. The more people hear it, the better. The more people get exposed to the information that we are trying to put out there. 
if you are an author or if you have a story that you want us to talk about, let me know. Y'all follow me. Come to my Instagram, Urban Mommy, or um, I am Urban Mommy on TikTok. I'm on YouTube, Facebook. Y'all DM me. Y'all come to me. Y'all let me know what book y'all want to discuss or what issue y'all want to discuss. I also have a website, UrbanMommy.net. Y'all make sure y'all go check the website out. It's a blog where I discussed a lot of issues. For example, we talked about the situation in Chicago where the 14-year-old shot, you know, shot the guy that was assaulting his mom, right? So we talking about all these current events. It is on the blog. If I'm not able to do a podcast about it, I definitely try to blog about it. So y'all go check me out. Y'all go support. It don't cost a thing to support. Remember, it's different over here, y'all. We supporting each other. We're going to change. We changing everything. We making, we making everybody better. It's going to be a new... A new, a new us. We doing it right. So y'all go ahead and support. Y'all share. Y'all subscribe. And y'all tell a friend to tell a friend. My book is called Honesty. It's on Amazon. You can go listen on YouTube. And it's free. Completely free. Y'all go check it out. Thank y'all again so much for being here. And if the law say the same, y'all hear from me next week. Peace.